politics from a patriotic, no-nonsense point of view. Everybody, welcome back to We the People. As always, I'm your host, Skylar the Patriot. And on today's show, we're going to be discussing something that has recently made its reappearance to the firearms industry. It's something called smart guns. What are they? Who's behind them? And is this a good idea? All questions we'll be answering on today's show. As always, I do thank you for listening, subscribing, and supporting our podcast. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe to our podcast today. We're on every major podcast platform. I certainly always do appreciate your support. Interesting information on today's show that you need to hear. So stick around and let's get after it. Ladies and gentlemen, smart guns are back. I don't know if you've heard about these before, but they are making their reappearance in the firearms industry here in the U.S. And that's not necessarily a good thing, even though the government would like for you to think that it is. And before we get into why I think this idea can go horribly wrong, and you're going to see why, it's very obvious, uh, we're actually going to talk about what these things are, what a smart gun is. And I'd actually heard about what a smart gun is uh, a couple years ago when I first started getting into firearms knowledge, uh, constitutional studies, and really just becoming more of a firearm owner. Uh, and I immediately kind of just you know shrugged off the idea and thought to myself, all right, there's just no way that something like this is going to take off. The negative potential here is just was far too much. So I kind of thought it was a joke and I didn't really follow it. But now I've listened a little bit more and started to focus in on it now again. And they are making their reappearance in a major way. So what I want to do now is I want to play you a clip that I saw in the news recently. I think it does a pretty good job of talking a little bit about what their goals are, what smart guns um, would be, as well as what a smart gun is. So here's the clip. After two decades of reliability questions and concerns, smart guns could finally be hitting the market. Lodestar Works is one such company currently working on its prototype, inspired to offer a safer option to buyers following one too many stories of children shot while playing with an unattended gun. I'd seen the abject failure of every policy to try to make, to do something about gun safety lobbying and regulations and lawsuits and uh, you know and it all goes nowhere not one life is saved there are only three ways the gun would work for its owner fingerprint recognition smartphone pairing or a keypad code the user can program it however they'd like and what those are the more or less tactile push buttons there's three of them so you can do uh, four to six digits and acts much like a, an electronic door lock would in reference to that video the things that they talked about the suicide and other things it's not to say that conservatives do not care about that policy. In fact, I'm guaranteeing you right now that conservatives care more about your mental and physical health and well-being than Democrats ever could. Just think about this for a second. Who are the ones who want to push to continue to mask two-year-olds? Two-year-olds. Who are the ones doing that? Not Republicans, but Democrats. Who are the ones who want your kids to receive a vaccine that their healthy bodies and strong immune systems do not need, and in which some cases they can be extremely sick, extreme adverse conditions, and sadly even die from the vaccine. Who are the ones mandating that on your kids? Not Republicans, but Democrats. And who are the ones throughout the entire pandemic now have mandated draconian lockdown orders? Not the Republican Party, but Democrats. 
are. They're the ones to do this. And if you want to talk about gun safety, well, when's the last time a Democrat advocated for policy that included firearms safety courses, firearms safety training, instead of firearm all-out bans? Which now we know that these bans do nothing more than embolden the criminals to commit more violent crime and leave the victims unarmed and helpless to where they can't defend themselves. Perfect example here is one year after Australia banned their guns, they did their ban, uh, gun ban, homicides increased by 3.2% nationwide. Assaults went up by 8.6%, armed robberies by 44%, and in the state of Victoria alone, homicides with firearms increased by, get this now, 300%. Think about that. That is all within one single year of the ban. One single year. All of those increases. And keep in mind, these crimes were being committed by the criminals that did not turn in their guns. Not the law-abiding citizens. The law-abiding citizens of Australia turned them in. And it's horrible, but they happen to now become the brunt of the ban's effects and consequences. To put that in perspective for you, figures over the previous 25 years before the ban in Australia showed a steady decrease in armed robbery because the citizens had firearms. Think about that. Who are the ones committing the crimes after they ban the guns? The criminals who get their guns illegally and never report them, or the law-abiding citizens who are forced to turn them in? It's the criminals. And now, hitting a little closer home for us, here in the U.S., gun-free zones have been the target of more than 98% of all mass shootings in areas where you do not get to carry your firearm. You do not get to defend yourself. So don't tell me for a second that Democrats actually care about the public health and safety when it comes to firearms. That's ridiculous. And those are the people who are exactly behind these smart guns, Democrats. Here's the report from the Giffords Law Center, which is an organization created by a former Democrat representative from Arizona. Uh, Gabrielle Giffords is her name. And the Giffords Law Center, by the way, self-proclaims they're the champions of reducing uh, gun violence and uh, violent crime using guns and accidental gun deaths. So their article discusses how these work. And it says the first form of firearm user identification in these smart guns is radio frequency identification, which is RFID tokens. These tokens can be anything such as bracelets, watches, rings, and other wearable devices. This will verify gun users based on proximity to the token. So that's part one. Part two, and this is where things start to get interesting now, the new information. The second form is biometric recognition technology that activates a gun after identifying biological features like a fingerprint or palm print scan on the gun. Now, here's the catch. This is something that Lodestar, one of three major manufacturers producing the new smart guns, says does not always work when it is wet or in adverse conditions. So the pin pad has now been added to the grip of the gun as a backup. So there you go. Already, it's faulty. Fingerprint scan, not always working. So this pin, mind you, uh, this pin backup is part of a two-step verification process. And after the pin is entered, uh, a verification message will be sent to an app on your smartphone that is then linked to your firearm. Can you see the blatantly obvious problems with this policy, with this new technology already? They are right there in front of you. And let's go ahead and go with the first one. I think everybody can agree on this, Republicans and Democrats alike. If someone is trying to attack you, how much time do you actually think you have to react? I mean, you're splitting 
seconds here. This is someone trying to attack you, potentially take your life, microseconds you have to react. I mean, what are you going to do in this situation now with the smart gun? You're going to say, hang on, Mr. Attacker, I have to take out, I have to take out my smart gun, right? So I take it out and then wait, I've got to scan my fingerprint. But obviously I'm probably nervous as heck here being in this situation. My palms are sweaty and the fingerprint scanner didn't work. So hang on, Mr. Attacker, don't, no, please, I beg you, don't, don't attack me yet. I have to punch in my pin now. And now we punch in the pin, right? And wait, wait, don't do it. Not, not yet. Not yet. Now I got to get on my phone and accept my, my two-step verification uh, p password here. So now I got to punch in my phone, find the app, then hit verify. And now, now, finally, now you can attack me and now I'm able to defend myself. That's ridiculous. There's absolutely no time to waste on the scanning of fingerprints or pin codes when it comes to facing a violent threat, a violent attacker, where your life and the lives of others are on the line. But this is the policy the Democrats are supporting. But even more than that, I really want to focus on something much deeper here, and this is the policy's implications. If your firearm has to be linked to your smartphone in order to operate, and I want you to think about this, doesn't that then allow for them to be some kind of uh, opportunity for there to be a glitch in the system, if you will, here that would then prevent you from being able to use your firearm? Think about it. I mean, there could really be a glitch in the system because uh, how often do our smartphones or, or laptops or computers, how do those glitch up? And it's already happened before. It's the potential to be hijacked. In 2014, German company Armatex put a smart 22 caliber pistol on the market that was later pulled uh, from production because hackers had discovered a way to remotely jam the gun's radio signals. Oh, wow, think of that. And using magnets, they were able to fire the gun when it should have been locked. So I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like gun safety to me. That doesn't sound like a policy or new technology for firearms that we should trust. That sort of thing doesn't happen with regular firearms because they're manually operated. There is nothing else able to control the gun remotely. Somebody either pulls the trigger or does not. This is why we say that a gun sitting on a table can't just fire and, you know, kill somebody. And another point is, like they mentioned in the clip, in the case of a gun getting into the hands of a child or a family member who's not supposed to have access to it, we already have a solution for that, guys. It's called a gun lock. And in fact... These things have been around for years. You can get a three-pack of them on Amazon, I think, for like, what, like $20. I think I looked it up. You can look it up. Uh, Gunlock. They've already been DOJ approved. They've been tested many, many times. The, the whole deal. They're proven to be safe. Gunlocks. Look them up. And, and when you look at that now and, and see the fact that we already have these, a solution that's been around for many, many years now on the market, the only reason I can think we have, uh, we're pushing for the need to have smart guns could be for no other reason other than the Democrats trying to push another hidden agenda. Again, if your firearm, and I cannot stress this enough, if your firearm can be linked to your smartphone with your data and information on your phone, which we now know that is constantly being tracked, processed, and spied on by our own government, big data, right, is what they call it, constantly being spied on through our smartphone, through our social media, etc., what we research, you name it. Who's to then to say, now, if this is linked to your firearm, who's to say that they just won't shut off your gun because, you know, you happen to be a conservative and you will not comply with their tyranny? Who's to say that? You say, oh, you're an enemy of the Democrat Party. Now you're an enemy of the Biden regime. Now you don't get to use your guns. If there was ever a situation where they thought, you know, we would need to have to, we would have to shut them off, uh, cut off their ability to use their guns. And think about this. If they can remove, and we've said it time and time again, if they can remove a sitting president, Donald Trump, from all of his social media, they could certainly do far worse to us. That's extremely obvious by now. This whole thing is a setup. 
I think it's a complete Trojan horse, and they're hoping that we are just dumb enough to fall for it. We've unknowingly already built profiles on ourselves um, for the government on our social media. Something about every time you've ever posted like, uh, let's go, Brandon, Trump 2024, you know, I've had enough of rhinos, anything pro-America, America first values that would label you as a conservative, we are indirectly, unknowingly uh, building our own profile for the government that we now know they just spy on us all the time for. And now think about it this way. In that case, then it's very easy for them to go, oh, so these are the conservatives. Let's shut them off. As well as if the smartphone is always reporting to any time you use it, is always beaming a signal and reporting to what, you know, they call the mothership. Well, guess what then? With it now being linked to your firearm, we just indirectly built a national gun registry for the federal government now. And it, 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 think about it. If for some reason the smart gun was to be mandated, because this is certainly a possibility, uh, and all other guns were then outlawed and say, well, you got to give us your other guns. And by the way, I think they do it in such a way to say, oh my gosh, we love smart guns. Smart guns are awesome. And it's sort of like James Bond technology here. It's super cool. It's going to have you know more gadgets, more attachments, whatever you want to, whatever you want to put on this smart gun, it's going to be awesome. And you know what? We're going to do it for like half the cost. Right now, the, the cost is about the same, but I'm saying they're going to probably try to push for that moving forward. I don't doubt that for a second. And they're trying to say, this is the coolest thing we've ever had, Right. So they'll outlaw the other guns through, and how could they do it? Well, what have we seen now? Radical executive orders from the uh, moron that we have in office right now, Joe Biden, or an order um, from an extremely politicized ATF through somebody like Chipman, like the, like Biden just tried to appoint as the head of the ATF. And with those two things, I really think this is uh, very, very obtainable for the Democrat Party right now. Because for years, the left has been pushing to try and take away our Second Amendment. And I think right now what they're doing is saying, look, there was just, we've tried time and time again. There's just absolutely no way these people are going to give up their firearms, shall not be infringed, right? No way they're going to give up their Second Amendment. So fine, you can have your Second Amendment, but we're going to control when and when it does not work. Think about that. They have the ability to do that now with a smart gun. If it's linked to your smartphone, they can shut you off. Have your Second Amendment, but we're in control of when it works. Their road to totalitarianism now, as we know, runs through the removal of God from public institutions, the destruction of individual freedom, propaganda, and the disarming of those that pose a threat to their tyrannical regime. Just look at history. We're always talking about on this show, uh, as we always should more as a conservative movement, look at history. As our organization says, we are building America's future from our past. That is not revisionist history, but real American in world history is going to help save our future. So don't repeat the same mistakes. So in 1931, the Weimar Republic of Germany discovered plans for a Nazi takeover in which persons refusing to surrender their guns within 24 hours would be executed. That was the rumor. That was the threat spreading around Germany in 1931. Pretty scary. In reaction to the threats... The government, the Weimar Republic, mandated the registration of all firearms in the name of ensuring public safety. Oh, there's that word again. That should sound really for, uh, really familiar to us all. Uh, their intentions may have been very uh, well in this case. They might have been good intentions. I mean, if you think about it, their interior minister uh, was warning that the registration records must never fall into the hands of an extremist group. And they wanted to do this because of threats from the Nazi party. Maybe the Weimar Republic out of all the situations we've seen in the world, maybe they had good intentions. Well, in 1933, the records did indeed fall into a, the worst extremist group I think this world has ever seen, Adolf Hitler and the Nazi Party. 
if you could have guessed that. They seized power and used the records to identify, disarm, and attack their political opponents and Jews. And then in 1938, this is where things get really bad, Hitler signed a new gun control act, one where Jews and other opposition were then made defenseless, being ordered to surrender all their weapons. And guess what? Those that owned the guns were very easy to find. Why? Because the government contained a list of all those who had registered their firearms because of the Weimar Republic's orders in 1931 due to the Nazi threats. You can imagine then, now that the Nazis were in control of uh, implementing this new gun control act, what the punishment would be for those who, who uh, refused to comply. So if you think about it, could we see that today? Could we see a gun registry be weaponized against us? Absolutely. And what about those who did, who did comply in Nazi Germany? Those that did voluntarily give up their arms, they were even turned over to the Gestapo. Those people were. So at that point, the opposition in Nazi Germany was successfully disarmed, helpless, uh, unable to defend themselves. And just shortly after that, the attacks on Jewish homes and businesses known as Kristallnacht occurred. Just a few weeks, uh, historical documents say that that occurred after they were then disarmed, unable to defend themselves. It's very interesting. You always have this constant pattern here throughout history of you have gun registry, then you have the removal of arms, and then the extreme oppression of the people. And I want to read you a very important quote here from Adolf Hitler. This will put it in perspective of how tyrannical this can be with gun registry. It says, quote, The most foolish mistake we could possibly make would be to allow the subject races to possess arms. History shows that all conquerors, who have allowed their subject races to carry arms, have prepared their own downfall by doing so. Those are the words of Adolf Hitler in 1942, so well after now his tyrannical, draconian gun registry and gun confiscation laws. The disarming of victims as a a policy, it is not new policy, and I cannot drive that point home enough. And what I'm telling you right now, unequivocally, without doubt, that the Democrats uh, that are behind the new smart guns want to weaponize this new firearm technology against us and push for both an indirect gun registry and a gun confiscation. As I said earlier, they have no problem on the hijacket, as we've seen with Nancy Pelosi with her COVID funds in her state and the crooked POS that she is, uh, gave $13 million to Russian and Nigerian hackers. So they have no problem wanting to have people hijack. And again, I'll ask, what, what was that money for? Was that for a previous service they owed them? Was that for something they wanted to do to us in the future? And again, they want to create this national gun registry because they want to attack the Second Amendment and they want to shut us down. Trojan horse. Uh, so do not think for a second that we could never face the same fate as the, uh, the people who had to live under the tyrannical regime of the Third Reich, the Nazi Party, did. Don't ever think for a second we couldn't face their same fate, because it is very much so possible. And a couple other examples. In 1929, the Soviet Union established gun control. And from 1929 to 1953, about 20 million unarmed individuals were rounded up and exterminated. In 1911, Turkey established gun control, and from 1915 to 1917, 1.5 million Armenians, unable to defend themselves, were rounded up and exterminated. China also established gun control in 1935, and from 1948 to 1952, 20 million political dissidents, unable to defend themselves, were too rounded up and exterminated. Guatemala did the same in 1964. And from then until 1981, 
100,000 Mayan Indians, unable to defend themselves, were rounded up and exterminated. Uganda followed suit in 1970, and from 1971 to 1979, 300,000 Christians, unable to defend themselves, were rounded up and exterminated. Cambodia, 1956, established gun control, and from 1975 to 1977, one million Cambodians, unable to defend themselves, were two, rounded up and exterminated. Over 75 million people in the 20th century believe that new policy presented by their government to defend the public's health and safety was the way to go. So one by one, they signed away what would become their only chance of defense, and unknowingly to them, they took their first step towards their grave. It is very, very possible, and I need you, we really all need to understand this point. It is very possible for the same tragedy to happen here in America. Do not put it past these, the Democrats to do this now. The, the, the tyrannical orders that they have pushed, I think, are really just the beginning. This technological era of firearms now, it is a trap. Please, please, please do not fall for it. No matter how much the Democrats, and they're going to want to do this, no matter how much the Democrats want to demonize you and call you a monster because you do not support their policy and therefore, oh, you don't, you don't care about the accidental gun deaths. You don't care about that. No, tell them, you know, we, have gun, we have gun locks. We have, we have policy for that. We have tools to prevent that from happening. Already, teach the firearm safety courses. Teach those things. We'll push for firearm bans so we end up like 75 million other people who, people very similar to the Democrats now, being so radical, murdered them. We conservatives genuinely do care, unlike most Democrats. We care about the health and safety of others. That's why I'm warning you about the many dangers of these new firearms and the potential tyrannical mandates that may come as consequence of their introduction into the U.S. market. So, my fellow Americans, I'm going to tell you this right now. When our government soon presents us with, and I truly believe that they're going to do this, when they present us with policies that are disguised as public safety regarding smart guns, don't be fooled by their Trojan horse agenda. They're going to weaponize this against us like never before because they want to take our guns away and they're going to come around from a different angle now and say, fine, have your Second Amendment, but we are going to decide when you can and cannot use it. Don't put it past them to do that. Remember the information that I have shared with you today because I am truly afraid that it's going to become very important really, really soon. Cherish your Second Amendment. Shall not be infringed. Don't fall for the Trojan horse policy. I'm Skyler the Patriot, and as always, I thank you for listening. God bless you, and until next time, always remember, it's we the people. 